Okay. Hello again. Hello, this is Ashley. And this is Michael. Hopefully the sound problems resolved. Yeah, hopefully you sound a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, but welcome to episode uh, two. Episode two of About a Dog. Yeah. Where we talk about a dog every episode. Yep. Different dog breed. Every time. Mm-hmm. And possibly our own almost every single episode. Oh yeah, they'll probably be brought in at some point and just just wait till we cover our our own breeds. Things will go nuts. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I actually requested Ashley do when we do this podcast is that if we get to a season finale, it has to be mm-hmm. the Hamilton Stovar. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's self-gratifying. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, unfortunately for this episode, the kiddos, um, are... They're sleeping. They're sleeping. They've had their dinner. They're, they're down for the night. Um, so you won't be hearing anything unlike the last time when Alice made her presence... Yeah. ...flatulently known. And yeah. <laughs> the room has since been Febreze. Um... And, uh, that's been taken care of. Yeah, you, you might hear us fuss at the cats, because they're wandering mm. around here, which can make things a little bit distracting, but we're good. Um... So, yeah, we're, I mean, obviously we're kind of new to this whole podcasting thing. So, growing pains are to be expected. We, appreci- uh, we, <clears throat> we appreciate your patience, and uh, if you're con- on to episode two, first and foremost, thank you very much for Yeah, listening. thanks. We really do greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, this is one of those things where we've always talked about doing, and mm-hmm. to actually find a subject that we both agree on and yeah because there's not many i mean granted there's the there are podcasts about um cats and things like that but i mean there's not many about dogs yeah so and why not? there's a few that are very um there's one in particular that's very inside baseball and um it's pure dog talk and it's very 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 much has a lot to do with very okay now i see the bridge you took to yeah get there. i was like how do we go from dogs to baseball yeah it's it, it has a lot of inside lingo yeah. they bring in a lot of remarkable guests remarkable people if you want to really hear from true legends of the mm. dog world and dog sport and some of the forefront of dog research definitely Check definitely listen out. to pure dog talk and, and we don't get any kickback or any type no of, nothing anything any type of um money for endorsing that this is just straight up yeah straight up and plus the pe- mouth and and the people are, are wonderful we've talked to them a couple of times uh last year in orlando or 2017 orlando and did a few like informal stuff with them at Orlando this past year. I also did the National Purebred Pure Dog, Dog Day. Day. Um, that's another. That's, that's a great. Like two years we did one year in Orlando and then one. No, two years. Yeah, two in years. Orlando. Yeah, so. Rolo made his on-screen presence felt. I yeah, mean, his, so his snout was like right this close to the camera, essentially. If you want to look at uh, the Facebook page, National Purebred Dog Day, which is May first. Hmm. Um. So, oh, it's will, coming up. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see About five months. <laughs> yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll see some videos from Orlando, and you'll actually see me, and you'll see Rolo's face in there. So if you want mm-hmm. to, feel, I'm photo bombing in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. If you want to, feel free to just check them out. They're great. They are really, really doing a lot of good work and promoting purebred dogs and the preservation of them. Mm. 
And that's what we're all about as well, is making yeah. sure that none of these breeds go extinct. Yeah, that's... Because, I mean, aside from not having anything to talk about, I mean, one of the wonderful things about dogs, I mean, there are about 400 at different... Least. At least. that we know of breed types. And one of the things that makes it um, interesting is the wondrous variety, to paraphrase Morgan Freeman. But still, yeah, it, it, it makes it... It drives the point home is what I'm trying to basically stumble to right and each one of these breeds and this is the whole point of our podcast is each mm. one of these breeds has influenced people in some way shape or form and how they live and how they survive in the world and how each one of these breeds has made people better and i mean this this breed that we're going to be focusing on today is extremely rare there's very little presence of them in the U.S. at all. They are a wonderful, wonderful breed, and I'm probably going to butcher their Swedish pronunciation. Hang on. Before you go that far, I am going to get a little bit mushy for a moment because we wouldn't do all the things that we do, go to Orlando, go to dog shows and things like that, if not for... Um, the Hamilton breed. I know I'm, I'm driving the point home and shameless plug and everything like that, but at the same time, to be a little bit mushy, they have had an impact on my life in a positive way, in more ways than one. There's also you and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's just my feeling on the matter. Um, we wouldn't do all the fun things that we do, dock diving, lure crows, well, not lure crows, well, yeah, lure crows, yeah. um, the, I don't know if you call it, um, Oh, fast cats. Yeah, fast, fast cats. cats. All that stuff, if not for the fact that we had Hamiltons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I'm, I know I'm being mildly gushy, and you don't like that sometimes, but at the same time, I feel I have to say it. It has to be said, basically. So, no, I know, and, and it is very true, and regardless of whether it's people from hundreds of years ago or even thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. or today, mm-hmm. the dogs of... Our lives have enriched us so much. Yeah. And that's why we do this, is so that people understand that it's not about purebred or adopt, don't shop or right. anything like that. It's we all, don't care. Yeah, we really don't care as long as it's your choice that you made and yeah. it's a freely and well researched choice. Yeah, that's if, if anything, take this, take this home. Do your homework. Yeah. Research. Just research. All and. Of but the main point here is these breeds deserve our preservation. And some of the breeds that we are going to focus on are rarer than pandas. Mm, yeah, are yeah. basically so isolated in pockets that if something were to happen to them in a disease standpoint, mm-hmm. they'd that, be lost. Be they'd be, be lost it. forever. And, yeah. you know... The breed that we're going to cover is one of those vulnerable breeds in the sense that it is so isolated in one area. Way to go. Way to go by getting us back, back on, on, on point. On well point. done. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and ask the question. Yes. What breed are we learning about today? 
we are going, and I'm sorry to the Swedes. I'm desperately sorry. Um, well, let's go ahead and um, go ahead and do a little bit of legalese here. Um, the way we express this dog breed name is not exactly indicative of how it's supposed to be pronounced. So please, 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 do not send us hate mail to about what is it, about a dog pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Do not send us hate mail. We apologize in advance if we don't pronounce it correctly. We're we, doing our best. We can't help it. We're American. Anyway, yeah, we're Americans. I do speak. <laughs> I'm one of the few Americans that can actually speak another language, and I can read a little bit of Swedish and a little bit of Norwegian, but my pronunciation is horrible. So the we're bre- sorry, we're siento. sorry. I might switch to the Americanized version just because. But the just appropriate just, just breed rip the name. Off. Rip the bandit off. The appropriate breed name is the Jatmundhund. <laughs> I still love that joke. It. <laughs> Michael's joke <laughs> Ashley, is Ashley told me about this breed. Um, I I forget when when we were researching for doing this particular podcast. Um, Ashley said we're going to talk about the Yatmanhund, and I started laughing. And she goes, "Well, what are you laughing about?" And I go, "Is that your dog?" He's like, "Yeah, Yatmanhund." <laughs> I'm say it was sorry, good... Swedish people. I'm sorry. <sighs> Look, okay. I mean, I've already we've already done the legal disclaimer. We do not know the exact name. We're doing our best. Like I said, we can't help it. We're American. Yes. Not our president. Anyway. We didn't vote for him. <laughs> That's as political as we get now, ladies and gentlemen. On to the hound. Is it a hound? Yes. Okay, good. I didn't want to... Rule number one. Never be presumptuous or assume. The Americanized or English name mm-hmm. is the Swedish Elkhound. Right, we're going English now. Swedish. No, you said you use the English English. pronunciation, so I'm using my English accent now. No, please don't. Right, sorry. So. (laughs) She hates my accents. I don't know why. I never get to use them. So, the Swedish Elkhound, Jatmundhund, is closely related to the Norwegian Elkhound. So, it's a wolf-like spitz. But, the difference between the Norwegian elk hound and the Swedish elk hound yeah. is size. The Swedish elk hound is a bigger dog. Mm-hmm. It's got more of a broader head. Um, now, broader, are you talking like um, tall, as in like height, or broader as in wide width? All over broad. Oh, so, so the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's a... It's more, it's a bigger, more substantial looking dog. Whereas mm-hmm. if you look at Norwegian elk hounds, they're kind of short back. They've got like a little snippier face looking to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Um, but the Swedish elk hound yeah. actually, in my mind, looks more wolf-like than the Norwegian elk hound. Are they even closer remotely... Related to wolves? Yes. I mean, all dogs are. Well, I know, I know. They have, like, a, a kind of a common ancestry. I mean, we're not going to do 23 million dogs and everything like that. There is such a thing. It's Embark, right? Yes, Embark. With um, Q. No, no, K. I'm thinking of the email. Sorry. Yeah. So, the Swedish elk hound, being that it's closely related to the Norwegian elk hound, it has very similar ancestors, meaning Vikings. Thousands of years old. Once again, we're talking about the Vikings. Vikings, yes. yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but it just happened. It's becoming a common trend. We, Episode 3 may not have anything to do with Vikings. Yeah, stick but to find in it. terms of dog breed development, we owe a lot to the Vikings and to the English. Period. And yet you still won't let me do the accent. Nope. <laughs> so, <Shice>. what's, <laughs> what's interesting about 
this particular breed mm-hmm. is this breed mm-hmm. caused apparently a national outrage <laughs> in You're the 1930s. Kidding. No, apparently. Wait, 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 1930s. This yeah. was during like the Depression era type stuff, right? Um, in between the Depression and World War II, yeah. So, and then the the stock market crash and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. So apparently, in Sweden and in Norway, mm-hmm. there was such an outrage of what to do with the elk hound, mm-hmm. because at the time it was still the same breed. It was mm-hmm. just a different variety. So the Swedish version was still a part of the Norwegian elk hound and was being exhibited as a bigger size or what have you. But there were so many different, different, there were so many differences. So many variances. Yeah. And the way that the dog looked, the way that they carried their tail, the way the head looked, height, everything. Now, was this just differences of opinion or were these just genetics? Oh, these were just genetics. The, the lines from Sweden looked so different than the lines from Norway that this was causing like an uproar. So, okay, all right, I'm going to get vulgar. I hope you realize that. I'm going to get a little... So, dogs were fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so mm-hmm. that they messed up their, their breed standard, essentially? Not necessarily. I think what happened was the terrain that the dogs were hunting mm-hmm. in Sweden yeah. was so different than mm-hmm. the terrain that they were hunting in Norway that the form that they needed to be to do their job okay, so caused... It has, okay, so you're saying it's not having anything to do with fucking, so I've just said that for nothing, but it has to do with environmental issues. Um, right. Essentially, like Darwinism, they had to adapt to their environment. Right, and form follow, had to follow, follow that function. function. Right. So I think that's what happened. But this national outcry, they couldn't figure out what to do, and the solution mm-hmm. was to create this... Jatmanhund, which is all the dogs that are bigger, uh-huh. are the Swedish variety. All the dogs that are smaller are the Norwegian type. It's and they so are human. separate breeds, and <laughs> they can no longer interbreed. Uh-huh. They are now separate and complete. And this is part of the reason why uh-huh. the Norwegian elk hound in the U.S. Uh-huh. Has, such po- has such a following, uh-huh. and the Swedish does not. And that is because the breed was already in the U.S. The okay. Norwegian elk hound was in the U.S. long before the discussion between separating the two. Right. And so now that the breed is separate, yeah. that the Norwegian elk hound in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is a true Norwegian elk hound. Mm-hmm. And... The Swedish variety has never been brought over. Well, I mean, can you blame them? Well, in, in, in a sense, our terrain and our type of hunting, we we don't hunt that. Well, I mean, and most it's of, and, and, mostly primarily deer and that type of game well, is mostly hunted. Now, I guess that's here's probably a generalization. Mi- here's the misnomer, though. Yeah. So, elk hound. Mm-hmm. Does not mean elk, like what you think, like what most Americans think of as elk. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Elk hound Mm -hmm. means moose. Elk is moose. You trapped me. 
You sneaky devil. You set that up on purpose, didn't you? Uh-huh. Oh. So. I hate being manipulated. Instead of. <laughs> so, whatever it's he. It's bad enough we do it in a relationship. But I don't know. Do it. Damn it. But. So when you think about the term elk hound, it really mm-hmm. means moose hound. So they're hunting moose in the U.S. and in Canada. Mm-hmm. Using dogs to hunt moose is generally frowned upon. Is it because the moose could probably kick the dog's ass? Um. With their you know giant little moose things on their head. Kind of. I want to say antlers, but I don't think that's the right term or not. Yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. So. I think it has more to do now with public opinion mm. and the moose species here is a lot more vulnerable than it is mm. over there. And so using dogs on moose, mm. I think in almost every single state is illegal. Mm. Whereas using dogs on deer, at least in the state of Virginia, is very much legal. Do I need to research this real quick? Uh, no. Okay, never mind. Thumb down. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's, in the U.S., moose are only in a few northern states anyway. We haven't encountered one here, have we? No, there's no moose in Virginia. Okay, all right. No. It was a deer they encountered. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. We have deer all the time. Well, you know. But, you know, that's part of why it hasn't been brought over is because... In Sweden, all of their hunting breeds, they value instinct above everything else. Well, yeah. And I completely understand it. Mm-hmm. Owning Hamiltons, I get it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. However. Well, here's the black yeah. turn, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little bit of a detriment to place instinct above everything else because the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And you can box yourself into a corner that way. Oh, so essentially by doing that, you're stuck in one particular niche. Exactly. Mm. And um, what has happened with this breed is it is threatened at the moment Mm. because what has happened in Sweden and in Norway Mm -hmm. is the wolf population has started to explode. And it didn't used to be that way. Hmm. I'll take it this hound had something to do with keeping them in check or? No, it was hunters were allowed to shoot on sight. Oh, okay. They were given carte blanche then. Yeah. And in some ways I kind of understand it because hmm. I've seen way too many photos of hounds, be it elk hounds, Hamiltons, Finnish hounds, any of those dogs that hunt in that area, I've seen way too many photos of what wolves will do to them. Mm. And it's heartbreaking. Yes, got the and I really and truly feel for those breeders. They are... They have an unenviable task of mm. sending their dogs out mm-hmm. into absolute danger. Knowing full well that their dog may not return. Right. So... I can totally understand why breeders are like, well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stop breeding. Yeah, yeah, they're apprehensive. They don't want to see something that they've taken time and effort mm-hmm. to raise and, you know, take care of and just, you know, send it off to its death. I, you know. Yeah, and I'm not even going to describe some of the photos that I've seen because it is heart wrenching. Let's turn left away from the grim stuff, please. So, 
And why and why I'm bringing this up yeah. is the this breed actually got a little bit of notoriety about a year year and a half ago. There was a viral video mm-hmm. of a dog that faced down two wolves in Sweden. I don't think I remember seeing this. And it was a Swedish elk hound that did it. Oh, okay. The dog survived. Well, that's good. That's and the main good. reason why the dog survived mm-hmm. is one, the dog was wearing a GoPro and a Kevlar vest. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. So and the dog had a tracking collar on, a GPS tracking collar. So the hunter knew exactly where the dog was. Mm-hmm. And because, like many hounds, it uses its voice to inform the hunter of where it is. The hunter knew what was going on by tracking via GPS and mm-hmm. the voice. And when the dog, when the hunter got the GoPro back. Yeah. He saw the unima- unimaginable thing mm. of this dog getting attacked. And thankfully, the dog survived. Yeah. But I think it actually helped to change the mind of the Swedish and Norwegian public about the plight that these dogs that are bred to hunt and have this hunting instinct. Evidence it's, is everything. Yeah. If and, you have proof to it, then that'll actually change a lot of minds, honestly. It did it. Yeah. And now I think the Swedish government is saying that if your animal is threatened by a wolf, then you have every right to shoot and kill it. Mm. As opposed to what it was when they were just like, oh no, we need to protect the wolves, we need to protect the wolves. <laughs> you weren't allowed to, sh- to kill them right. at all, even if you were witnessing them doing harm right. to livestock or to your animals. You weren't allowed to at all. You just had to let nature take its course. And now they are understanding because of these videos and the photos. No, no, essentially they're like, oh, yeah. we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and they're like, they've realized, and, and I think the Swedish Kennel Club and the Norwegian Kennel Club have both said, our native breeds are at severe danger here mm. because we're trying to do and abide by your rules and make sure that they are holding to their instinct and being as healthy as possible. Mm -hmm. But if they're trying to hold true to their instinct, that's putting their lives in danger. Right. And that's another thing is the way these guys hunt is they go after the moose Mm -hmm. and they are said to hypnotize the moose by their bark. Their bark is supposed is supposedly hypnotizing. Something about the the sound entering their ear canal or something. Something about it, and it it's supposed to keep the moose at it one spot so that the hunter can take down the moose. Mm. Now, we are not advocates of sport hunting in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean. It's sport hunting is awful, and when I mean sport hunting, I mean just going out and shooting an animal for no point, purpose, or reason at all. <laughs> I'm suddenly reminded of a story you told me about your brother. <laughs> yeah. My brother learned the hard way that sport hunting is not allowed in this family. Sorry to throw you under the bus there, Blake. Yeah, sorry, Blake. <laughs> Whoops. He doesn't listen to this podcast. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be all right. But, I mean... So... The whole thing is is that the Swedish elk hound does have a point and purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is to help assist the hunters in keeping the moose population in Sweden in check. Mm-hmm. Because if the moose population is not kept in check, mm-hmm. then it can actually put human lives at danger. Right. 
by having these moose cross roads. And when a moose hits a car, usually the car loses. It's, and the people inside of it lose. It's very similar to what you hear in regards to deer. I right, actually but, have had to feel that impact, and it is an impact uh, but, uh, firsthand. So with the moose, you probably quadruple Yeah, because compare a moose to a white-tailed deer of what we have here. Yeah. A moose is probably about two to three times heavier. Yeah. And imagine that on a ve- on a vehicle. Yeah. You're almost certain to total the vehicle. Especially considering the cars are more plastic these days. Yeah. Total the vehicle and cause severe damage to the people inside. Yeah. Heaven forbid. Touch wood. So these elk hounds, be it Swedish or Norwegian, are helping keep that population in check. And they deserve preservation, period. Well, what touched me, honestly, in regards to the phrasing, I'll say that right now, um, in regards to what you said in regards to keeping these dogs you know, safe and whatnot, I mean, they've raised these dogs, right? They've, mm-hmm. they've you know, bred the, the parents. These puppies have come about. They've seen them be very small. They've seen them grow, that sort of thing. Do they have, they've, they've obviously grown an attachment to them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and most of these, so the requirement for a lot of these Swedish and Norwegian hunting breeds, um, Swedish Alcounds included, is in order for them to be considered a champion, mm-hmm. they have to prove themselves in the field and in confirmation dog shows. Wow, this, is, this goes back to something I've heard you say in regards to, does the breed look like it can do, do the job, job that it's designated for, something along those lines? Right, and Hamilton's is the same thing. So for the Swedish elk hound, yes, these breeders have been breeding these dogs, have loved them, cherished them, named them, have a severe attachment to them because, like most Swedish and Norwegian breeds, Mm -hmm. they are bred to work closely with the hunter. Well, this goes to what I was going to touch on in regards to a family argument that I've had in regards to biological children versus pets i mean Mm -hmm. these people are like the definition that these are family oh yeah and i feel the same way about our kids they are our family i mean you have kids yes i have furry ones yeah and the thing is is that's what this breed is supposed to do this breed is supposed to be able to go into the field hunt do the job that it was bred to do Mm -hmm. then be a valuable asset to the family so this is not a breed that would essentially be like outside all the time. They no. would be inside with their family, correct? Right. They're supposed to be a versatile dog that's supposed to bond with their people mm-hmm. and have such devotion that it wants to go out and hunt for you. Yeah. And then come back to you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And there's a re- there's actually a Yatmanhund and Hamilton connection. I kind of felt one was coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of breeders who breed Hamiltons also breed Swedish Elkhounds. Okay. Reason being, Swedish Elkhounds only bred to hunt moose. Mm-hmm. Hamiltons only bred to hunt hare and fox. Right. They're selective hunters. Yeah. So, to make sure of that, Hamiltons have been purposely bred to not go after moose or antlered game. Mm-hmm. Conversely, that, conversely, yeah, Yatmanhunds have been bred 
Not to go after uh, not to fox. go after small furry things. Okay, and naturally they would have to put these dogs to the test. To see exactly. What yeah. So it's it's it has that Hamilton connection where yeah. the hunters, if they hunt both types, mm-hmm. if they hunt antler game or if they hunt small furry things, yeah. they will keep both types. Mm. They'll keep Hamiltons and they'll keep the Yatman Hund. Yeah. Um, just so that they have a dog that can do what it's bred to do. Right. As opposed to trying to train a Hamilton to mm-hmm. do what it's not bred to do, or try to train the Yachtman Hunt to do what it's not supposed to do. Mm. So that way they have the breeds for what they are supposed Their to do. Their intended purposes. Yep. Yeah. And so with these guys, they are isolated in pockets, mm-hmm. and that poses a danger. Thankfully, the Swedish Kennel Club is miles and miles and miles ahead of what many other kennel clubs are um, in terms of... I love how carefully you put that. (laughs) In terms of health. Yeah, okay. They are adamant about maintaining the healthiest population of their native breeds as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. They make sure that all breeding animals have their hip x-rays done. They make sure that no male is bred too many times so that there's no such thing as a popular sire syndrome so that the population doesn't bottleneck. It also creates genetic diversity. Diversity, yeah. Yeah. So even though these are purebred dogs Mm -hmm. and purebreds by nature Mm -hmm. have an isolated population... Yeah. They are trying to make it the most genetically diverse as possible. Thankfully, because this breed is thousands of years old, it's actually very diverse. It's very healthy. It can live to be about 14, 15 years old, Mm. which for a dog of that size is very, very, very good. Mm. Um, And they love their people. They love the cold. They have a similar temperament, actually, to Hamilton's. So naturally, they would not be very pleased in the Virginia summer months. Oh, yeah. No. No, no, no. Melt into the floor. And I'd probably be willing to venture that they would not do well on dock diving. (laughs) Um, Water. I don't want to know. Yeah, they'd probably be adverse to water. I'd love to meet one. Um, They... (laughs) Hintity, hint, hint, hint. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's one of the it's one of those breeds that I'm just like oh they're so pretty. When we were to meet the breeds in Orlando, they didn't have one, did they? No, there's yeah. I think there's maybe two in all of North America, two. And they weren't in Orlando both times. No, did we ever see them in New York when we were there? No, they oh, okay. they're not. No, no. So status of this breed in the U S. They are not even considered foundation stock in the U S. They are that rare. So. Damn. In terms of rareness, so mm-hmm. there's not even considered foundation stock, which is incredibly rare. It means there's basically no U.S. presence at all. There's no, no blip on the radar whatsoever anyway. Right. There's no breeding populations. There's no breed club. Everything that you do, you would have to import from Sweden or Norway. Hang on. I think there's one thing we need to make clear in regards to the AKC foundation stock and everything like that. So I'm, I'm going through the process. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought we were going to no, talk about, you know. No, no, no. All right, fine. So that's yeah, no fine. U.S. presence. Yeah. Now, 
The next thing is foundation stock. Foundation stock means that there is a U.S. presence. There's a parent club. There is a group of individuals that are devoted to preserving this breed and continuing to advance them further in the U.S. Yeah. And that's... Like going to events like Meet the Breeds. Everywhere. Right. Meet the Breeds, participating in open shows, performance mm-hmm. sports, things like that. Yeah. Um, that's where our breed, Hamilton Stover, that's where they are. I'm trying to lessen how often I bring them up. I know, it's so tough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only doing it because, I mean, we're supposed to be talking about this other thing, and we sound like we're plugging ours. I know. That's not what I'm trying to do. Then the next step is miscellaneous class. Miscellaneous is for... Okay, because you go from foundation stock. So you go from... Actually, you go from not even being part of foundation stock. Uh Then you go to foundation stock. Uh Then you move up to miscellaneous. And miscellaneous means that you have over 150 dogs in the U.S. or Mm -hmm. registered with foundation stock of that particular breed. Because that's what I wanted to focus on. They have to be stateside. And it's a numbers game. Stateside. It's a numbers game. So, for example, a related breed called the Norbotenspitz is... Try saying that five times fast. Yeah. They are miscellaneous. So, they can compete in every single AKC all-breed confirmation show that because there's a miscellaneous class for them. Mm-hmm. Now, after miscellaneous, once you have hit, I think it's 450... 450 dogs with and at least 10 Certificate of Merit titles earned, you can move to what's called full status. There's um, most recent full status. I was getting ready to ask, who recently achieved that? As of January 1 was the Azavok. They are... That sounds like something from Star Trek. <laughs> they're an African... Captain, si- we're going to beat the Azavok today. Mm. They're an African sight hound. Uh-huh. Um... Very, very elegant looking. Mm. But they recently moved up to full recognition so they can compete in every single AKC. All breed show can earn the championship title. So. Can earn grand champion. It's possible we could see them at, at Westminster. Oh, yeah. So they will not. Azavox will not be at Westminster for this year. Oh, okay. But they will be there next year. Okay. Because. Entries for Westminster closed back in December. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and you can pretty much expect there probably won't be any new episodes <laughs> during the week of Westminster. Or if there... Because if, that's Ashley's Super Bowl, as I mentioned previous episode. Ashley's <laughs> thing, don't talk to her in the evening. She's doing Westminster. I'm on my phone. Like, oh, look, dog. Or I might, you know... What? Drop an episode of who I think... <laughs> Of which breed that I think or that I want to Are win. You kidding me? It might happen. I'm not, you know, we'll see. Are we we'll going to do like a truth or consequences thing where you have to do something if you get it wrong? Well, no, 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 no. Well, just, okay, just ruin my fun shit. Because, I mean, I have, I have my favorite, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Anywho, so. Yapton Yes, Yatman Hood. I know I said that wrong, and I'm sorry. That is how rare they are. They are not even part of the foundation stock. Mm -hmm. So there is zero U.S. presence of this breed at all. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of financially, it would cost several thousand dollars to bring one over. And in terms of... It would just take a few determined individuals to make them foundation stock eligible. Yeah. Um, but they essentially what they would have to do is they'd have to bring a male and, and a female, female and form the breed club right. and 
And so, they have two puppies, and they have two puppies, yeah. and so on, and so on. And basically work closely with the AKC and bring it on forward. However, there is an alternative thing. Yatmon Hunza are fully recognized by the United Kennel Club. Mm. United Kennel Club, as we mentioned in previous episode, is another registry within the U.S. And they are no better, no worse than the AKC, but... Let me put it this way. I can actually give you an idea in regards to this. This is going to be clean. You'll like it. UKC. I can actually enter the ring and do poorly, mind you, um, and wear jeans. Acceptably. No problem whatsoever. AKC? Oh, no. It's full suit attire. Yes. So that's the basic difference. If you ever want to know the difference, then there you go. There's that. And the big thing is AKC is considered the National Registry for America. So any title that your dog earns... They've been around for years, haven't they? Um, since 1800s. Yeah. But same for UKC. They've both... Oh. So the AKC, I think, is older than the UKC by like two years. So, yeah. Look, I'm older than you by about, what, eight years? I still let you know I'm older, mostly when I'm creaking and... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't get old. So, but anywho. Yes. AKC, if your dog earns a title... Be it CGC, CM, CM, TKN, TD, CD, what have you. KO. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wanted to throw that in there. It's but funny. if they earn any of those titles yeah. and they were to go and compete overseas, yeah. those titles would be listed on their registration. So, like, overseas. that it would carry over. It would carry over. Yeah. However, However, UKC titles do not carry over. Oh, okay. So, like, Rolo, he has a grand champion title for UKC. UKC, yeah. If he were to go and compete in the UK, the only things that would transfer over would be his CGC and his CM2. Yeah. That's it. None of his weight pull title, his uh, grand champion, not, that would not fly because it's a UKC-based thing. Despite so, how diligently and how hard you worked, which honestly, yeah. that for me, that's a flip desk moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I have like this is bullshit. You know, just throw it up because I mean, I mean, we've done like so. We've oh, worked really hard for right, years for right. both, every all of our kids. Yeah, and so that if you want to bring over a Yamanhund, you can definitely compete in any single UKC event that you want to. They're fun. They're informal. Um, I think in UKC, they would be considered part of the northern breeds mm. as opposed to scent hounds, which... Um, Go ahead and say it. You may as well. Well, Hamiltons are, are scent hounds. Are scent hounds, yeah. But for AKC purposes, Yachtman Hunts would probably go into the hound group. Mm. Whereas in UKC, they are part of the northern group. I so have, I actually have a question now. I've noticed something. Hmm? Hamilton Stovar. Yes. Hamilton Hound. Yes. Yachtman Hund. Would, would translate that for me. Dog of Yatmund. <laughs> so that, that doesn't actually translate to hound? No. Hund okay. is dog. Stovar is hound. Okay. Alright. Because, I, I, I mean, they're both hounds. I was trying to get why one says one and one says other. That's why. The translation. Right. Okay. Yes. I when... don't feel... I feel a little stupider now for asking, but okay. No, 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 no. It's, it's a valid question. Because it's the same language. Well, Agreed. But one thing that I think we stressed in the previous episode, it may become a thing, I don't know, is research. Research. Do your homework. 
cost benefit analysis. Yes. If you want this dog in your house, Mazel Tov, more power to you. But at the same time, make sure this is the right breed for you. Right. And treat it like a like a, a CIA vetting process. Get answers to questions. You know, look into this. Do all of it. Very much so. And yeah. the thing is, with this breed, the fact that there is no U.S. presence, you would have to import. Speaking from experience, it's, it's an uphill fight, unfortunately. It's a struggle. Mm. It is a huge financial burden, and I do not recommend it for anybody unless they are planning to be active. In dog very sports. Much, very much active. Because in terms of a cost-benefit analysis, mm-hmm. you want to have some sort of return on your investment. investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only way that you're going to get that is to be active in the dog world. And if you're going to spend five to $6,000 at a minimum, mm-hmm. and that's including... The puppy cost, the shipping cost, the flight, if you want to fly over to them to go back. Or if you want to import an adult dog, it's you're looking at anywhere between five to $10,000 per dog. And if you're going to bring it over to just spay or neuter it, that's fine. I'm glad. I mean, you do you. That's fine. I'm glad you have five to $10,000 to just burn because I don't. Especially in this economy. <laughs> I mean, hell, I don't. I, I, I know for fuck's sake, we don't. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's one of those things where if you want to spend that kind of money, go right ahead. I mean, we have problems actually, you know, actually going ahead and saying, yes, let's pull the trigger. Let's go ahead and get a Nintendo Switch. We can't bring ourselves to do that. Yeah, no, but go to Orlando, that happened oh, at a drop of oh a hat. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, so, seriously, $1,000 for B&B, done. Woohoo! <laughs> Airbnb, excuse me. Which, by the way, that house was lovely. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, if you wish to import this breed, please, 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 please do your research. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Do your homework. The Swedes are lovely, lovely, lovely people. Um, I chat with them all the time when it comes to Hamilton stuff, and they are protective of their breeds. Mm-hmm. It is not a way... Of dissuading people from the breed? No. It's very much like if, like you say, you're going to convert to the Jewish religion, they Mm -hmm. have to turn you away three times. It's very much like that. They want to make sure that they're getting a return on their investment Mm -hmm. in regards to if you were to get this particular dog. Um, And like any question, um, you won't know unless you ask. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, yeah, they're protective of their breed, Mm -hmm. but... It's for a good reason. They mm. want to make sure that the very best happens to these dogs. They care about them. They're very yeah. concerned about what happens to them mm. and who gets them. Yeah. Because especially if you're going to import, mm. if you can't keep the dog for any reason, yeah. you have absolutely no resources here in the U.S. Mm, to help island, you. Yeah. So you have to be certain Otherwise, you're only you have two options. If you can't keep the dog, then you have to either find another home rehome here. It, yeah. You have to rehome it here, and you have to have you have to make sure that the contract that you sign with the breeder allows this. Right. Because same thing with you, you're in breach of contract. They may ask you to just send it back. Right. So you might end up having to send the dog back. Mm-hmm. 
And that's another expense that's on you. Mm-hmm. So you have to research with this with this dog if you want to get one. They're an amazing breed. I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. And it, it's one of those breeds where there should be more of them in the U.S. I think they would be wonderful in the U.S. But because the Swedes are so protective... Yeah. It's kind of dissuaded some people from getting them, but it's not a matter of... We don't like you. We're not giving you to Americans. Yeah, and it's not a matter of that, or it's not a matter of we're only going to send you crappy dogs, which some... <laughs> some take this piece of shit. <laughs> well, and, and some breeds, ha- that's happened. Ugh. Where, you know, certain breeds, I will not name them. Um, <laughs> One of the things we're not going to do in regards to this is if... if even if we don't have agree- disagreements with certain individuals, it's we are uh, of a certain caliber and disposition to not actually throw them under the bus. Yeah. Except for Ashley's brother, which I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Fam- <Ben> Blake. <laughs> Family, it's different. Um, oh, I can talk about my Republican parents then. Yay! Yay. <laughs> like I said, we didn't vote for him. <laughs> no. We're going to get political again, but apparently there it is. But, anywho, some... Breeds have suffered from certain breeders from overseas importing stock that is not of the same caliber as what they had originally thought they were going to get. Mm. In Sweden... This is, this is not what I saw on the internet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and in Sweden, it doesn't happen. They are very it's much... like a dog tinder profile or whatever? Yeah. Swipe right for dog... <laughs> But I mean, it, it. My whole point is, is in Sweden they're just as protective mm-hmm. of their dogs yeah. as we are. Yeah. So it's not a matter of. I mean, it sounds like they were actually more protective because. Oh, they are very. I I actually kind of equate them to being more protective than because a lot of Americans are. Deem them as being national they're, national treasures. Yeah, they are national treasures, yeah. and it's one of those things where. You really have to be persistent. If mm. you truly and honestly believe that this breed is right for you, it's an uphill fight. And reach out to any of the Swedish breed clubs that are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Many of us have contacts. Yeah. So that we can help you out if you yeah. want. The so, worst that can happen is we get your email, we don't like it, and we delete it. You yeah. never hear anything of it. Right. So, I mean... She gets inquiries about that all the time, so don't be surprised. Yeah, so if you want a Yatman Hund, reach out to the Hamilton Stover Club of America. Reach out to the Swedish Valhund Feel free Club. to reach out uh, at uh, aboutadogpod at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah. Um, the Drever Association. All those cute little yeah, so I love those dogs. So feel free. Reach out to them. We all have contacts mm-hmm. in Sweden that can help. Like I said, if you have a question, ask. Ask us. Yes. Um, and so, we apologize if we got anything wrong. Yeah, if Swedes, if we got anything wrong, email us. Let us know because we will we will publicly make a correction in the next episode that is available to us. Yeah, because as of right now, there's not a lot of information in English mm. about the breed. Yeah. Um, again, there's no U.S. parent club. Yeah. They're not even shown in Crufts. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> It was funny. I was doing that to you. It was quite funny, I thought. No. <laughs> yes, and as the accent has come up to say, Hello! Oh my god, stop! 
um, for those of you uh, who want the visual of this right now, Ashley's face is quite red. It is very red right now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> worth it. <laughs> have I made you? Have I derailed your train of thought? Yeah, you have. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks loads. So uh, anywho, we're trying to wind up on this. Yeah, I was trying to wind up a little bit. <laughs> um, and I wound you up. Asshole. <laughs> yes, I have one. So do you. So, anywho. Mm-hmm. Information about this breed in English is very hard to come by. Mm. And um, one of my definite things that I do is whenever I research a breed that we're going to be covering, I do not look on Wikipedia. Nope. What? Nope. Wikipedia to me is not a valid source. Oh! I can't believe I just heard a murderino say that. It's a wonderful thing. Oh! Look, it, it's a wonderful thing. But when it comes to finding validated research, I would rather go to the National Parent Club. I'd oh. rather go to the AKC. I'd rather go... Oh, okay, okay. So, right. I, I, it depends on the topic. I'm right. I'm going to go to Wikipedia. Oh, okay, so okay, for, right. for This dog... isn't a slap on the wrist. Okay, no, no, right. no, 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 no. Okay, all right. For dog stuff, I'd rather go to a trusted go to the source, source yeah. where I know what I'm looking for and how to look for it and all of that. Don't worry, Ashley will post a bibliography on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> hey, it might happen. <laughs> I've been wondering, should we post, like, and this is just a random question, this may or may not happen, I don't know. Should we post a picture of what the breed we're talking about on sure. the Facebook page? And yeah. Like, this, is, this is the dog we're talking about. Oh, yeah, about. definitely, definitely will. I think we should do that, because, I mean, that way they know I mean, what especially, the hell we're talking about. Yeah, especially for this breed, where, yeah. I mean... There's, like, hardly any U.S. presence, as you've yeah. pretty much driven home. Yeah, so... Question here is... Ah, uh, the, we come to the question portion. Yes, here we go. Would you own one? Uh, you were asked first last time. I'd like to actually take this. Yes, um, would you own one? You said they have a similar disposition to the Hamilton Stovar, correct? Mm -hmm. They like to be around their people? They love their people. What's the first situation like? Ah, so that's the that's the different. That's going to be the deal breaker for me, honestly. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. They are a Nordic breed. Meaning? So their coat is very similar to that of Siberian Huskies oh. and Alaskan Malamutes and other oh. Spitz breeds where the shedding can be a problem. What was that first dog you mentioned? The, the, Siberian Husky? Yeah, I actually had a, a bad, bad, bad situation with one of those many years ago. I tried to say hello from behind, and it scared the shit out of it. In one minute, it went from zero to fuck you in less than ten seconds. I was like, okay, moving over here. But, so, but, the answer to my question, to the question that you posed to me, I'm unfortunately, due to the fur, it's a deal breaker for me. I mean, the dis you had me at the disposition because I love the hammy anyway. And they like their people just like the Hammy does. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a, a winning thing for me. Because, again, Alice is my gaming buddy. I like to have somebody that can just chill. Mm -hmm. Raven and Celine aren't bad, but they have to get to that chill zone. Alice is, like, already there. My point, no. You wouldn't own one. I wouldn't own one merely because of the fur and the upkeep in regards to that. I mean, Kemper's bad enough. His fur was like little freaking daggers in the passenger seat of my car. Many, many years ago, Requiasco got the Pache Ford truck. I missed that car. So. I pose the question to you, my darling. Would you own one? 
Yes. Without a doubt, without you a question in my mind. In our house, really. Yes, I would love if someone from Sweden would like to drop a basket full of those puppies that are registered Don't to show quality. Don't give them ideas. Please. Don't give them ideas. No. Yeah, please. Drop them off the house. That'd be oh. great. Um, Virginia does have snow from time to time, so they And when it does, it's an unfortunately at an exponential rate. It is quite frustrating and vexing, to say the least. So, they, they would be, snow. they would be happy about six months out of the year. The other six snow. months, they would try and melt them to the floor. But snow. we're used to it. Um, but yes, I would own one in wow. a heartbeat. If I won the lottery, I would get a whole boatload of them. I would fly over to Sweden, probably charter my own plane, and fill half of them with Yatmanhuns and half of them with hammies, oh, and bring God. them on. And that's what I would do. And that's if we lived in the world where you can actually do the sim, you know, build your own house, and yes. use the... What's the code? Come on, what's the cheat code? The mother zip? load. Thank you. Use the mother load code. Uh, hey, I said, well, I said if I house. won the lottery. I know. So, that's... But I'm going I would to use the mother load code. Ha! <laughs> so, yes, I would own one in a heartbeat. And I mean, this is the first time, episode two, where we are of different minds on yeah, the subject. I would own one in a heartbeat. Um, and I am not a big spitz person. I think they're like. Yeah, you don't do it very often, but you do have a cup on your nightstand for it if you need to. Oh, <laughs> asshole! Fine. I am not a northern breed person. So, like, Siberian Huskies, nope. Alaskan Malamutes, nope. Chow Chow, nope. Oh, God. No, now, my sister, may God rest her soul, actually had a Chow Dog. Uh, I'm, it's gonna, my family's going to kill me if I can't remember the name. Bear. Ha! I win. Bear was its name, and I'll never forget this. I was one of the times when I was staying at my sister's apartment, and, you know, I was staying mm-hmm. with her as company, essentially, and I was trying to ask her something. I don't remember what right there at the time. Here's why. Bear stood between me and my sister's bedroom. He's standing there. He goes, and My sister goes from the bedroom, Michael, what do you want? <laughs> Figured out what was going on, essentially. Well, that, that's a chow-chow for you. But They're very defensive, and they like their people. But, I mean, most of the northern-type breeds that, you know, intentionally, like, are supposed to look kind of wolf-like, mm. I wouldn't own one. Yeah. I, there's just something about the way that this breed looks and their personality and just everything that I've read about them that I would definitely own one. Yeah, the hair would suck. Yeah, you're kind of biased, honestly. I am a little it, biased. kind of from the same country, isn't it? Yeah, but there are other Swedish breeds that I wouldn't own either. Okay, well, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I will grant you you do, but, I mean, at the same time... I am a little biased. A little, yeah. I would definitely own one. You would own one. You would basically, in the cost-benefit analysis that I keep mentioning, essentially, that is enough of a cost to have the benefit of that particular dog. Yeah, the the coat to me is a mild thing. So it's one of those things where, yeah, shedding sucks, but... um. (laughs) You want to know why I'm laughing? I just took an eyelash off of Ashley and dropped it on the floor. Right? She says shedding sucks. Yeah, shedding sucks. <laughs> but they don't—they oh. don't drool. Uh, so. Oh, see, I still wouldn't own one. So the, 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 the shedding thing is the deal breaker for me. For see, for me, for me, it's the drool. As someone who used to show Great Danes and Clumbers, and Clumbers, 
you cannot pay me enough to own a dog mm-hmm. that drools. Yeah, I just, because mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things. It's I've lived with it. Mm-hmm. Been I've, there. I've done that. <laughs> been there, done that. I've pulled it out and dematted a clumber that had drool mats oh. in its ears. And no, thank you. They're probably groomers listening right now going, oh, oh. God. <laughs> it was a male clumber, too. Okay. Yeah. Let's, 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 okay. Um, but. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely own one. They're, okay. they're a fun breed. I'd love to meet one. Um, I, I know I said this probably last episode, and I say it to you in real life. Ashley, we have enough dogs. We're not. Excuse me, getting anyone. <laughs> I should have let that one out. <laughs> that would have been a great burp. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's one of those things of, yes, I would own one. Would I get one tomorrow? No. Because I we'd need a bigger house and more income. Mother load. Yeah. yeah. Mother load has to hit. <laughs> yeah. So. Come on, Sims. Work on that code. Yeah. Let's go. Let, let, let's have it happen in real life now. That'd be yeah, great. that'd be great. Um. Fix the matrix. Make it work. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's one of those things where this breed definitely needs to be preserved. It's a yeah. it's a rare breed. It yeah. needs to be preserved. It needs to be kept. It's it's one of those where it's made a definite impact on Swedish culture. Mm-hmm. And I'd hate to see such a lovely breed die off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it needs to be preserved. I'd love to see... A group of people in the U.S. bring some over for the right reasons. Oh, well, yeah, for for everything being on the up and up. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to see this breed have a presence in the U.S. I'd love to see more of them. Um, so yeah, it it it's a great breed. We will post a picture of them because it's. I think it's a good idea that way. No, they know what the hell we're talking about. Honestly, yeah, because it's I mean, not just posting a podcast. It's like, oh, they're talking about a dog. They're picturing it in their head. Yeah, so it's not like a Newfoundland where people know what it looks like, but I mean, Yatmanhund, nobody knows, especially stateside. Yeah. It's it's one of those dream breeds that I'll sit there and tell I'm blue in the face and say, yeah, I'd own one tomorrow. <laughs> but realistically, it... And, and I, unfortunately, am the wet blanket that says, no, no. Ashley, no. no. <laughs> and, you know, all things being equal, if, mm. if I could, yeah. sure, I'd get one. Yeah. But realistically, right now, in this point in my life... I'd like to be living in a two-story house first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd like more space yeah, in yeah. a home. I'd like more space yard-wise. I'd like... I'd like to not actually walk outside to get the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Put it somewhere we'd actually gain access to it without trouble. Yeah, so it, it's one of those where, yes, I'd own one. But? But it's not on my priority list right. of... Breeds of, of and everything like that, yeah. you know, you know, if we were to get another dog in the next few years, is it something that we're gonna get? No. Yeah. Um. So. Again, this is. Is that episode two in the books right there? Yeah, this is episode wow. two. Hopefully, the sound quality is a yeah, tremendous ho- improvement. Yeah, hopefully everything's better. Yeah, sorry um, about that, but we appreciate your uh, sticking with us during all this. Thank you. Yeah, um, again, rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of those nice, fun things. I never thought I would ever say those words, but... It does It does help us. It does every help. Every download, every like is counted and tallied, and... It helps it us tremendously. Definitely it... beneficial. Also, do we want to you know, ask them to 
if they want us to take a look at a breed or anything like that, or no? No, no. No, um, no, no, well, no. She's emphatically saying no, so forget what I just said. No, I've actually, I've, I've got a plan when it comes to the breeds and, yeah. you, you know, coming out with whatever we're going to cover. I want it to be... Actually, didn't you post the, yeah, the list? Yeah, the top ten, the ten ones that we're going to do first, Yeah. they are listed on our Facebook page. Just search for About a Dog Podcast, a dog. Yeah. and they're there. Um, if we got anything wrong... Email us at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. Again, rate, review, subscribe, download, all of those wonderful things. Because they help uh, us to continue doing what we love to do, which is talk about dogs. Yep. And go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you.